No, I go in that group, it makes me smile every day because there are nutty people out there saying, look at my new pens! <laughs> I bought some post-it notes, look at them, aren't they lovely? And it just, it's hilarious, but yeah. it's brilliant. It's like these kindred spirits across the world who yeah. have strange yeah. obsessions with notebooks and stationery. It's yeah. just brilliant. Power to Live More with Joe Dodds. Welcome to the Power to Live More podcast, all about productivity, organisation, well-being, energy and resilience. I'm Jo Dodds and I started this show to enable interesting people to share their stories about how they use their power to live more and by that I mean to do the stuff that they want to do more than the stuff that they need to or should do. It's about creating a life for yourself where you have the energy, health and space to be happy and fulfilled, spending your time as you'd like, whether that be at work, home or somewhere else entirely. That's your choice. Hello, my name is Ellie Dodds and I'm co-presenter and today Joe's interviewing Sophie Drury of Brand Kitchen. Joe got to know Sophie at the end of last year via social media when she saw Sophie's Ultimate Diary Planner advertised and bought one for her friend for Christmas. She was added to the Facebook group and got to know more about Sophie and what she does so the next natural step was to ask her to come on the podcast. Since 2003, Sophie, aka the Queen of Brand, has helped thousands of women in business create an awesome brand, be more productive and achieve a better work-life balance. Sophie, an award-winning entrepreneur, has launched and run three successful successful businesses all while being a full-time mum. She was blessed with a daughter at just 19 so knows exactly how hard getting the work-life juggled act right can be. An advocate of continuous personal development, Sophie applies leading edge techniques to help others make a healthy income from a business they love while enjoying a better quality of life. Back to the studio. Today I'm interviewing Sophie Jury of Brand Kitchen. Hi Sophie, great to have you with me. Hello, hello, thank you for having me. Really good to, to have you here. So start by telling us a bit about you, what you do and where you do it. Gosh, uh, in a nutshell, I do uh, a, kind of three things but they blend very well together. So I do uh, one-to-one consultancy and coaching when it comes to doing anything to do with branding, marketing and business strategy. And I also run a design print business which I've been running for 13 years so they obviously blend very well so that the, the expertise I've gained through 13 odd years of working with businesses of all sizes doing their marketing materials uh, both online and offline obviously gives me insight to help people with their businesses when it comes to their marketing strategy and the way they get their brand message across as well so those are the kind of main two core things that I do uh, when I say the third thing that is brand kitchen which is very much a big thing they're all kind of as important as each other but Brand Kitchen is all about kind of the next step of, of giving especially startups but anyone really in business lots of free tips and tools of, of how they can really make the most of their branding and uh, and get access to my brain without having to pay for it but then also I've got some online courses and workshops and bits there which are the kind of lower end uh, price wise for people to get in and access the materials that they need to DIY their branding if you will. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And where do you do all of this, this packed schedule of business? I, I do it all. 
travel from home. I work from home. I've worked from home for years. I've, I've worked from home because I've worked around my daughter. And there have been times where I've gone into an office, but you know what? It just fits well with me to be able to do it from home because mm -hmm. I work. I can then work slightly bizarre hours, but it, it, it fits in with me, uh, especially the early mornings, uh, yeah. to be able to do that. But, yeah, do it from home. But then I will also have the odd client where I go out to see them. I run workshops both locally and also online. So it's a bit of a mixture. But generally speaking, I'm comfy, comfy at home in my lovely little office, tinkering away on my computer. Lovely. So, <laughs> so as a fellow runner of more than one business, how do, you, how do you find that you sort of work out your days to, to sort of split across, across the different businesses? Thankfully, at the moment, my businesses are all very much part of the same thing, so it's much easier. There have been times in previous years when I've run properly more than one business, so they've been different sectors, so like an online directory for the, for the holistic businesses I ran for three years, and then this, and although you think that they might be able to gel, it's actually quite a challenge, and it ends up being very challenging because you literally do have to split yourself in half to be able to do multiple things and it, it becomes much more of a right I've got to schedule in what I'm going to do when whereas with what I'm doing at the moment although there are different aspects aspects to the work in that you've got kind of design and print you've got managing jobs you've got actually working with clients you've got creating strategy you've got marketing the business and all those elements it is all at least part of the same area if you will mm. it's all along the branding marketing business yes. subject yeah. so it's easier to kind of work around that but it's no different to any other business owner in the, in the sense that you've got different elements of the work that you've got to do so it's just a matter of, of planning your day really into uh, a bit more of a structured way but I tend to for client work maybe plan in maybe three or four hours in a day for client work on the basis that there's always ad hoc stuff that comes in that I'm not expecting and uh, what I try and do is get to a point where actually I stop working at five and then I, but if I need to, I'll work early in the morning rather than late at night to try mm. and fit things mm. in if I need to. But generally speaking, I am, I do love a plan, but I'm also uh, not necessarily the most fantastic at implementation. Sometimes I am absolutely flipping amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Miss Planner implementation princess, but other times I uh, don't. I'm not quite as productive as I would like to be. Yeah. But. Yeah. I do find, yeah, I have a kind of rough idea in my mind of, of what I'm going to do, but it, it very much depends on the workflow. Some days there's a lot of work to, to get done, and some days it's a, there's a lot of admin to get done. So it is a bit ad hoc as to what shouts the loudest, really. Yes, yeah. 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 So, yeah. so tell me a bit about what happens in the morning. What happens in the morning? Echo going on here. <laughs> I can't hear an echo, so you're fine. Uh, in the morning, uh, generally speaking, my daughter's 15, so and we've recently moved, which means that what used to be a, a pretty much non-existent school run, because she's obviously older and she could wander into school to her heart's content mm -hmm. and back again, we're now a 20-minute drive away. So there's now school runs uh, twice a day, which, is, uh, which has added a, a certain element into... Create tracking time. Yeah, you're talking to somebody who uh, had had a, had the car. We, we share a car because I work from home or go to London, so I don't need one. And I had the car the other day, and my husband phoned me at quarter to six and just said, oh, "Just checking, you're coming to get me and pick Ellie up from school." And I was like, "Do you know what? I was expecting you to walk through the door." 
any minute now oh my goodness because she's finished she has to be out by six otherwise we get charged extra and I was still at home waiting for them <laughs> so, so I know the thing about uh, school runs getting in the way of work <laughs> yeah and it's that thing that in the morning it's good and then you you kind of feel like you can't get started yet and then you get back and you kind of throw yourself into it but then you're conscious of that three o'clock time do you have to whiz out the door to go and grab her but mm -hmm. at the same time uh, so in sorry I went off pat off completely off track then so in the mornings if I've got a really full-on week or day then I will often set the alarm for half past five and I will totter across into my office in my gym jams and sit and plow through work until about half past seven and then I'll get up and get dressed do the school run and then do whatever needs doing I quite enjoy that I'm quite happy doing that because it's very quiet and I feel very productive at that time in the morning and there's nothing like getting to eight in the morning and thinking I've already done three hours work and I'm feeling brilliant mm. Uh, I'll even do that if there's no school run. I have been known to get up at half five and then suddenly appear at about 11 o'clock in the morning still in my gym jams and say, God, I really probably ought to get dressed. <laughs> my, hair, my hair's still wet and it's quarter to two. I had a bath about half an hour ago. <laughs> yeah, so I agree. That is a funny thing yeah, when you're self-employed. But at the same time, you can get you can get some seriously good work done. And obviously, because a lot of my work is creative, mm. Although it's nice to think that you're constantly creative and if you just throw it yourself and do it, there are times where you have to just get on and do it. But there are also days where I'm in better flow than others. And when you're in that flow, it is good to continue in that flow because you produce some really cracking work. And although you don't necessarily produce bad work on off days, it is nice to really embrace that moment of creativity when it's there mm -hmm. uh, and, and make the most of it. And then obviously when you're not feeling creative, do, do some admin. <laughs> mornings if I'm doing the school run it is uh, either catching up on as much sleep as I possibly can before getting up or it will be early start and massively productive start to the morning so my whole day is mapped out and then I can really crack on and get that done so that it's a good day mm. I, but I generally I, I am a morning rather than an evening worker. It does sound quite flexible you just said you know sometimes you'll just catch up on your sleep rather than than work do you do you sort of try and plan the shape of the week or is it literally how you're feeling? And how much work you've got. <laughs> it depends yeah, it totally depends on what's booked in. So this week, on Monday, I ran three workshops. So from 10 till 1, 2 till 5, and 7 till 9, I was running workshops. And that was a long day. So I got up at half 5 on that day. Hmm. And then I got home at about 10 o'clock in the evening. And that was a really big work day for me in terms, of, in terms of delivering but then of course you've got all the planning and everything that went into that so the week before was quite busy mm. and then because but because I was it was a full-on day I'm very conscious I, I have a, a quite a holistic approach to life so I'm very conscious of catching up on my sleep because if I'm tired I just don't function as well my, my mental clarity is not there so I I then made sure that I slept in the next morning. When I say sleep, slept in, it's till like kind of seven, half past seven. Uh, so then you're up and school runs and bits and pieces in the morning. But if I do lots and lots, I can do maybe a week of half past, half past fives, mm -hmm. but it, usually there'll be maybe one day in between them. If I do like a couple of half fives, I'll then usually have a day off of doing a half five because <laughs> I 
just need my sleep. I do need my sleep to be able to function properly, and it's to the benefit of everybody. <laughs> uh, so, that, um, so yeah, yeah. It, it does depend on the day. But you know, sometimes it may be that you have an afternoon off, or you've got a lunch meeting. It's not necessarily, uh, especially with things like meetings, they're very tricky with customers because sometimes they're meetings where you're being paid for the time, but in a, a large majority of cases you are going to have a meeting with the potential of being paid for that for something later so you're not actually gaining any financial benefit for that time at that moment but you're kind of planting seeds and developing relationships and all of that jazz mm -hmm. but it's still unproductive work it's work you're not getting paid for so that time in my mind then usually needs to be made up at another time it's a bit I see it as a bit of a jolly if you will mm -hmm. so if you go for a nice lunch meeting or a networking meeting it's really nice and it's good fun and it can potentially lead to work but I do often view that as a bit of a jolly so therefore if I knew I was going out say at midday for an hour or a couple of hours for a meeting I would make sure that I was up at half five that morning to make up for that time to make sure that I got what needs to be done done also, because if you go out, especially for things like lunch meetings and afternoon meetings, it does tend to destroy the afternoon. So it's just good to know that you've got the really important bits done in the morning so yeah. you can chill out, relax and enjoy that rest of the day. Yes. And that sort of leads me on to think about the evening. You talked about sort of planning to finish at a certain time, although sometimes that, that may not be the, the case. But do you try and plan in a certain routine so that you do sort of do other things and you do sort of wind down so that that you're um you're getting to sleep early enough so that you can get up so early the next day yeah do you know i used to try and burn the midnight uh, try and do both times i used to work in the mornings and i used to then work in the evenings and it, it didn't please anybody uh because there is I've, I've got my other half that i live with i've got my daughter she's now 15 I've been in business for 13 years so it's uh, i've gone kind of gone through when she was little and bedtime routines and all of that but what I found was if I was working in the evenings, I it stresses me out because you've got uh, the dinner to prepare, you've got laundry to put on, you've got baths and showering and all of that sort of stuff. And then you do need to find some unwind time. So I was finding I wasn't spending any quality time with the people in my life that matter very much to me who I obviously live with we were kind of ships passing in the night so I was obviously stressed out and the work was kind of getting done but not necessarily to its best because it's one of those things that I find if you hurl yourself at it for an hour and then you uh, do really productive stuff then you can chill out after that it's better than dragging stuff out over five hours mm. at the same amount of stuff it's far better to get more done in less time so what I made a kind of rule with myself that once I'd done the school run pretty much I would stop work and then that would be family time which meant that I had the brain space and I could relax and, and do the cooking of the food and then all the other bits and pieces and then we can sit down as a family in the evening so that's what we tend to do mm. sometimes I work there are days that I work I'm a terror for going on social media in the evening <laughs> pretending <laughs> yeah, it's, it's social but <laughs> yeah. yeah well I've got so much that I manage on social media in terms of groups and pages and everything else that it takes the pressure off me if I can keep up to date with it so I do check it very regularly but mm. if there's an, an advert break or something comes on I can I'll, I'll just flick onto my phone and have a quick look through and answer some stuff mm -hmm. yeah generally speaking I do like to have the evening to be together even if it's just kicking back and, and watching a film I do love films and television stuff I tend to get quite obsessive <laughs> your book set yeah my other half will be going oh do we have to be watching this now and you go yeah yeah it's brilliant 
my daughter's... So you have to find, yeah, you've got to find some time to unwind and just spend time with family because yeah. otherwise you go. Yeah, my daughter's a bit of a telly addict if she if she uh, gets the opportunity. And somebody at school, she's only nine, somebody at school recommended the Don't Tell the Bride. So we've had sort of rather a lot of those to, to watch recently. She's gone off the boil a bit now, though, so hopefully we'll move on to something a bit more uh, intellectual. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me a bit about, more about how you manage your, your tasks and your to-do list. We've touched on this a bit as we've talked about your routines, but you just sound like you, you get through so much and you have got so much to do. How do you make sure that... You get everything done and, and in in the timely sort of way to, to a good quality to think about the old project management standards. <laughs> well, I have quite high expectations of what I expect myself to do, which was pointed out to me very bluntly by one of my friends who's a hypnotherapist. We were, I was chatting to him. He said, you do realise you do set quite high uh, expectations. I said, well, I just feel like I can do so much better all the time. So I'm always looking for ways to do things better. Mm -hmm. I do, as I said, you, some days are really brilliant and productive, some days less so, but a way that helps me do that is my to-do list, and I have multiple of them. So I have base <laughs> Why am I not surprised? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I've, got a, I've got a team that I work with as well, so I've got to be thinking, what are they doing? Have, have they got a list that's, that's functional? Are they finished? Do I need to give them something else to do? Where mm. are we at? What do I need to do? There's all this. Yeah. Where And especially with things like the design work, you've got, you've got various stages so you've got to quote the work you've got to design the work you've got to proof the work when the when you've got to do any edits then once it's finally approved you then got to obviously order it and invoice for it so you've got to keep track of where you are with multiple clients with all of those as well so there's a lot to keep in your mind mm. So Basecamp is brilliant for that. It's a product. Uh, we've tried Freedcamp and some of the other ones, and there are lots of really good ones, but that's the one that I like best. And I've only actually just gone on to Basecamp 3, which is the new thing, which they've, they've brought the cost right down on it, which is brilliant. So and, and I am really enjoying it. But there's a campfire feature, which is a bit like Skype or private message, mm. but just between the people in the team on that particular project. So you can chat to each other in real time, which is very cool. Mm. But, I yeah, I love Basecamp. So I've got, like, a master list which is all my jobs that need to get done, particularly client jobs. And then I, they are on different to-do lists for things like uh, designing, needs proofing, needs ordering, needs invoicing. And you just drag it and drop it into wherever it needs to be. You can set deadlines on it, it emails you reminders and all of that sort of stuff. So that's my main kind of master list. And then I have my diary planner, which I know we've talked about before, yeah. uh, which I designed in December last year, uh, the year before last, 2014, because I couldn't find a diary that worked for me, so I thought I'm going to design one, and then I'll see if anybody else wants a copy, and it's kind of gone from there with that. That's my daily to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's going. That's getting. That's kind of morphed into something much bigger than I anticipated, which is brilliant. But I do write. That is crammed full of to-dos that I need to get done that day or that week. I do kind of try and look at the week and see what needs to be done when. And then I tick them off as I go. And then if it's really urgent and needs to be right in front of my face, not to be forgotten, I will put it on a post-it note and sometimes stick that post-it note on my hand or on my <laughs> phone. So literally I can't move without seeing it there that it needs to get done. And sometimes I have to be that strict with myself because my brain can be a bit like a sieve at times. Yes. I'm, I'm really interested in the, the planner in that you are quite an online person. You, you're using Basecamp, which obviously is online and, you know, working with other people you know that that obviously makes sense anyway um but you like a lot of my guests so far on the podcast use paper i i personally don't i i bought your planner for my friend and i've got the um uh 
the online version sort of thing for, for the pages that, that are useful. But I generally do everything online. So you are very online, but you wanted something on paper. Tell me a bit more about how that works for you. I have to have it on paper. I'm a bit of a stationary <laughs> nut. I love it. I love, I, I am happily and I'm very proud to admit that I'm a stationary aholic completely. I love everything about stationary. If, if you send me into a paper chase or waterstones or anything, I will quite happily just, you can find me just stroking pages of notebooks <laughs> and, and I get terribly excited about pens and all sorts of uh, peculiar things, post-it notes and all sorts of stuff. I just, find the whole thing, I, I'm very arty crafty, so when I was first starting out I did lots of handmade cards and wedding stationery and things like that, I've always enjoyed painting, I did art at school and design and technology, so I've always been into kind of that sort of creativity in the more physical sense. Since I've been busier and busier and busier at work, I find I don't really have time to do the crafty things that I really love, so I guess the closest I come to that these days, although I'd love to pick up a paintbrush and spend hours painting, I just haven't got the head, I haven't got kind of the headspace mindset for it at the moment. Mm -hmm. I can at least enjoy writing it down in my planner, which is lovely and bright colours, and I choose, I'm very specific about what pens I use. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I've got my fountain pen and then I must tick things off in a different colour and I'm, it's, I'm, I'm very peculiar about the whole thing, but I do find that although I've got the online stuff, which is brilliant, I've got the Google Calendar and all this sort of stuff, and it's, it's essential for me. I definitely need it, but there's nothing quite beats scribbling stuff down on a piece of paper and then ticking it off and, and being able to reference it and feel it, and yeah. I don't know, it just makes it more tangible. I don't think you are that peculiar because you run a Facebook group for people who use the planner, don't you? And nearly everybody in there is the same. They have all their pens. They they swap notes on which pens they're using and what they use the colours for and everything. So, you know, I don't think you're unusual. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. No, I go in that group. It makes me smile every day because there are nutty people out there saying, look at my new pens. <laughs> I bought some post-it notes. Look at them. Aren't they lovely? And it just, it's hilarious, but yeah. it's brilliant. It's like these kindred spirits across the world who yeah. have strange obsessions with notebooks and stationery. It's yeah. just brilliant. Well, I, about 20 years ago, well, I worked for Staples when um, they were in the UK. Okay. I used to do store walks with store the district managers. I was the HR, HR manager. And at Christmas, particularly, I used to have to stop halfway through the store walk to put all the stuff down that I'd picked up as I'd walked. So we were, you know, checking standards and looking at you know the promotions and that they'd all been put out properly and all that sort of stuff but actually whilst we were doing that I was going oh I like that oh that looks good oh I didn't know we did that and I, by the time I got halfway around the store I had a big pile of stationery that I was going to buy at the end of the the uh, store walk uh, so uh, I, I think I sort of have quite a, a, a an element of that even though I'm a lot more online nowadays <laughs> yeah it's just it's great it's it's a nice way of expressing I don't know, I just like it. There's something that I like about having a physical thing next to me. And I actually have the A4 planner. I've got the A5 one as well. <laughs> but I do really like the A4 one. It's big. I can scribble lots of stuff in it. Mm -hmm. And I can find things later if I think I know I wrote that down somewhere. And I try and write things in similar places. So if I've got certain like phone calls that I've received or things, I'll try and write it in the same area of the note pages or something. So when I flick through, I can find it quicker. Yes if it's yeah. in different places but no yeah there's just something about writing things down yeah on actual physical paper that is 
and important and brain dumping and, and I guess it's part of the creativity I'll often scribble and draw things and do all sorts of stuff so I notebooks are a big part of my life and my business mm-hmm. so moving back on to the online side of things what about other tools and apps um that you use you, you've talked about Basecamp and you mentioned briefly Google Calendar which a lot of, again a lot of the interviewees uh, use anything else that you'd recommend when yeah, you actually emailed me some of these some some questions to give me an idea of this, and I and I saw that one, and I thought of loads. There's there's tons and tons of things that I could recommend, but then I thought, well, actually, if I go back to basics, what do I actually use every single day? And that is Dropbox. I use mm-hmm. all day, every day. It helps me. I get clients send me files. I send clients files. My team, we all work off Dropbox and, and send things to each other. It is. Uh, massive 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 part of my day-to-day working of business and also I store loads of personal stuff on there as well it's just it's brilliant so Dropbox definitely up there yep my Intuos pen now most people who aren't in design uh, will not probably even know what that is but essentially you might have seen one it's the little it's not so little actually it's nearly A3 <laughs> my this little pad next to my desk so I've got my little keyboard it's actually a very little keyboard then I've got this giant pad if, if you will which is like this black thing and then, then on top of that uh, I've got a little pen which is the mouse so instead of a normal mouse I've got a pen so then I can use the pen to do what I want to do on there there's quite a few people in the graphic design industry have that you might have used one in a shop to like sign for something Right, okay. Contracts and stuff. But my, yeah, the Intuos pen is absolutely brilliant. If you're doing any sort of creative thing, it's fantastic. And if you're doing, I've got friends who do 3D drawings and artists and things that use them, and, and they are so much better than a, than a mouse because they're much more intuitive in how you use them. Yeah. So that's definitely a really cool thing. And again, something I use every day. I don't actually have a mouse, I just have my pen that I use and then another tool or app this is more the app side of things that is a big part of my business is Infusionsoft right which I guess falls under the category of CRM a lot of my clients would never use half of what Infusionsoft is capable of I don't even use half of what Infusionsoft is capable of but I do use a lot of it but I do use it every day it helps me automate processes and systemize the business in a way that frees up more time to be able to get on with the things that need to get done mm-hmm. outside of that process so it, it kind of it it helps me think in a much more structured way about how I do things and then look for solutions to do things better and it also handles all my payments for products that come through including like one-off payments and also payments over time and it also helps me do my newsletters and it helps me get sign up things done and automation and it just does loads mm. <laughs> <laughs> loads and loads and lots of people call it lots of people don't like it but I love it I've used it now for three or four years yeah and it's a big part of my business and it will continue to be just get more and more important really as I go yeah. forward and that presumably a number of sort of um, tools sort of, you start yeah. using that so email tools and shopping yes. cart tools and that sort of thing yeah that's one of the big things I talk to customers and often which is completely normal and fine you start off with 
you know, you've got MailChimp, which is doing your newsletters, and then you've got Aweber maybe doing some automated stuff, although MailChimp obviously does that now. Then you've got your emails, then you've got your products that are on your website that then get to be sold, and then you've got other bits and pieces that you do and all these other things. And they're all separate, so you've got to manage, you've got to log into lots of different places, you've got to manage all these different things, and you're paying for all these different things separately as well, especially as you start doing more and more automated stuff. And Infusionsoft seems very, very expensive to start with, but actually once you start bolting all these other things that you have going on all together, it suddenly becomes a very good value tool to have. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's just brilliant. I, I think it's brilliant. There are, are lots of really good CRM systems out there that are good for different businesses at different stages, but it's definitely the right one for me. Yeah. Yeah. So changing the subject um, quite a bit now, let's think about sort of relaxation and, and health and sort of exercise and that sort of thing. We, we talked a bit about sleep at the beginning and how important that is for you, but and, and, and a bit about your um, relaxing with the family in the evening. What sort of other things do you do to, to keep healthy and, and, and to make sure that you're getting that sort of relaxation time? Well, at the moment, I am not doing as much as I would like to be doing. When uh, about a year and a half ago, I was in mega, mega, super fit mode. I was going, I was doing between five and eight gym classes or sessions a week. So sometimes, uh, mostly, I was going at least three times a week. Sometimes every day, and doing at least one class uh, or one session in the gym. And I, I was, it's probably the fittest I've been. And then my dad passed away, and I kind of fell off the face of fitness and I've been struggling a little bit to get back onto that so uh, since then I haven't done any of that sort of stuff but so it's been more walking stuff but walking is always something that I come back to there's something I, I said this morning I went for a walk this morning we got up at half six went for a walk with the dog in the woods because we now live on a 52 acre shooting ground so we've got the big woods we can walk back in the morning with the dog which is mm. lovely so I was up this morning and I said that we just needed to blow out the cobwebs so there's something about getting up, especially when it's chilly, wrapping up, going out, having a really good walk. I do walk quite briskly. Yeah. And just feeling that coldness, just literally, it's, it's like a feeling of blowing the cobwebs out. But I do, I love all that sort of stuff. I went, we went to Cornwall last year and I had a surfing lesson, which I've never done before. Me and my daughter had a surfing lesson together, which was hilarious. <laughs> Two hours falling in the water. <laughs> I love uh, all just just fun stuff. I do enjoy going climbing. I did take up rock climbing, indoor rock climbing, which was really good fun. I hadn't done that before, and then I had a go with some friends, and it is one of the most challenging things ever, mentally, physically, but it's just brilliant. It's it's a, a, a completely um, it's a bit of an adrenaline rush. It's exhilarating. It's challenging because you're you're using physical muscles that you don't normally use, especially me as sitting at a computer. Yeah. You know, tippity tap with my. I've got quite good finger muscles for, for keyboards, but when it comes to grappling a wall and trying to drag up my body weight, it's a totally different thing. So, yeah, fantastic. Definitely mm. recommend that. That's really good fun. Yeah, it sounds, that sounds in, really interesting, other than the fact that when I go for a walk, I always have to have an end point to my walk. So I need to like be going to the shop or I need to be going to drop something off or whatever. So I, I'm sure I'm not sure how the rock thing would work for me because I sort of want to get up there and have a view. <laughs> Or, or oh, have yeah, a yeah. Or something. Go up, back down again. <laughs> oh, I love walking. We, we did the moon walk, so that's uh, in yeah. London. We did that. We've done that twice. Mm. The, the half moon walk, so it's 13 miles. But we've got some cracking walking around here. You can. Yeah. We, we 
have organised dog walks with friends. We'll get like 20 of us and go for a dog walk and then go to a pub afterwards for something to eat. But yeah, like walking's fantastic. I do really enjoy it. But we live in Norfolk and it's glorious up here, so we are spoiled when it mm. comes to nice places you can go for a walk. Yes, yeah. So what about um, uh, sort of development and learning? You're obviously busy, but you sound like you're developing as you go along um, quite a lot from the fact that you've been in business for 13 years and, and you know, you're using new systems and processes and in developing new products and so on. So what do you do to to make sure that you're sort of keeping up with stuff and, and you're learning and improving what you do? It never stops. I love it. I thrive on learning new things. Uh, my main kind of skill, I guess, if you will, is that kind of creative bit and that needs feeding all the time and of constantly coming up with new ideas and feeding off that sort of stuff so I read a lot of books I had a, I wanted to read 30 books last year I didn't get I read, I read 19 so I was a bit disappointed but at the same time very pleased because I read some really cracking books I have set a goal of 30 books to read this year and I'm definitely going to do it I'm, I'm whizzing through some books I've already read two books so far in January so I'm, I'm, I'm whizzing I'm working on my third now so I'm getting there I'm on target <laughs> brilliant is this business books as opposed to fiction uh, mostly business I do yeah. have the odd bit of fiction I tend to go through phases I will get very obsessive and I'll read loads and loads and loads audible helps me get more into me because there's a lot of times when I can be listening to something but I can't be mm. physically reading it. like in the bath I'll often sit in the bath Last night I was sitting in the bath listening to Scrum. Ah. <laughs> but, well, it's not new to me by a guy called Jeff Jeff Sutherland, I think, yeah. Yeah. and he is talk. It talks all about systems for businesses, basically, and teams, and how you can make things, bring things from conception to. Yeah market to market really quicker and much more effectively yeah so that's really interesting I've just finished made to stick so books are definitely a big part of my personal development I also do a lot of workshops so last year I did about six workshops I went to which were out in Birmingham actually so it was a like a three between three and five hours each way to get there for a kind of 10 till 4 workshop but I did that it was one on Google Analytics so it was one on scaling and expanding your business I just, I really love all that. So I've done, Nigel Bottle did a millionaire master plan two day event, or was it maybe even longer, two or three days in, again in Birmingham. So I went to that. Mm -hmm. I've done various personal development stuff, like I'm an NLP practitioner, did that in 2011 when I did my fire walk. I've got, done EFT, which is the tapping. Yeah. Uh, one, Reiki, just all sorts. I just really enjoy learning new things and I think that everything that you learn whether it be personal or business gives you extra insights and experiences that help you help others better and have a deeper understanding of life in general really. yeah yeah absolutely wow that's um really inspirational to uh, to hear about uh, how much you are doing that you can actually sort of remember I I read a lot and do stuff but I, I don't always sort of think back and sort of review it I, I think the idea of setting targets on books and so on is good because it gives you a a, a sort of um, incentive to record it, if you like, doesn't it? And know what you've read. And I, I find myself thinking, yeah, have I read so that? Many, I can't so remember. <laughs> There's so many good ones. Yes, yeah, so. exactly. Have you come across some Blinkist? Well, only about a week ago, ah. Ruby McGuire said, have you heard of this? It's really good, mm. my friend Ruby. Yeah. And I said, no. And she said, well, it's you, you might like it. I, I'm, I'm going to try it. I get quite 
I'm again uh, one of my peculiarities, but I I quite like the actual process of the whole bit. So I, I don't yeah. know how I feel about a mini version of it. I might feel like I'm missing out. Yeah. So I'm not sure, but I'm going to give it a whirl and see if I like it. Because if I like it, it will be really cool. Yeah. What What I like about it, firstly, I came across it listening to a podcast. Oh, a good sort of year or two ago and it was the people who'd set it up that were being interviewed and their editorial process is really robust so the actual quality of what they do is is really good so they have about five editors for every book so it really is putting the the real sort of key points on each chapter um into the what they call blinks which are you know like a page so there's about 10 pages per book um, and one way to use it is actually really to, to to take a book and read it on there and then as a result of that choose to then read the you know spend the time reading the whole book as opposed to starting reading a book getting quarter of the way through not really sure whether it's what you want or it's going to be that useful um and I don't know about you I'm a bit like once I started reading a book I really feel like I, I ought to finish it even though I know that that's ridiculous and I've got you know far too much else to do for me to do that um so in some ways using Blinkist as a, as a way of sort of um triaging which books you actually want to spend the time on I think is quite a good way of looking at it if you're you know, like you sound a bit like me, you know, and that, that you like to read the whole book. <laughs> I do, yeah. And, you know, I'm yet to find, there's not many books, actually, that I have picked up and, and then not wanted to finish. Mm -hmm. I guess I there are so many really good books that I really want to read and I'm fascinated about. There's there's a lot of books on my wish list for this year. Yeah. Uh, and they're real, it's a real range as well. There's a few kind of personal ones, but... And, but a lot of things that people have been recommending me, like black box thinking, which is not really traditional business development as such, but just a little bit different. Extreme ownership is another one on my list, which is written by a Navy SEAL. Yes. But, and talk about mm. kind of all sorts of bits and pieces, but it's apl applicable to business. Yeah. Just lo lots of things, really. Uh, there's a real mix of, like, Rising Strong by Brene Brown. I love Brene Brown. I read her Gifts of Imperfection last year. And I loved it. So uh, I like that because it's personal introspection. It, it was there was quite there was a couple of moments in Gifts of Imperfection that really hit home mm. and made made me feel quite emotional actually in a number of places reading that. So it's definitely one of my recommended reads. But there's just something like the the five love languages. It's one of my best reads from last year. Yes, yeah, so I've been recommended that. I still haven't read it. So uh, maybe that's the the point where I should do it as a, as two people now have recommended it. <laughs> So um, it changes your perception of relationships with everyone. I think being an NLP practitioner, because the training and well, the learning that goes into that is like 135 hours worth of CDs I listened to before doing a seven-day course. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot in there, that, but when you that already sees life from a different perspective. But the love languages, it, it just took it to another level of stuff that I hadn't considered before. And it's really, really good, and it's so true, and it it just helps you find a way of becoming conscious of how you look after other people to develop stronger relationships, I think, is really it. Mm -hmm. it's, it is definitely a really good one to read. Yeah, brilliant. Thank you. So before we move off recommendations, when I sent the questions, I, I, I do put in films and music as options as well, and then I don't always ask people, so I'll, I'll just mention that now in case you did have some that you'd thought of, but if not, we'll move on. <laughs> well, films, do you know, I think the biggest, I, because it's, it's about whatever fits for you. I mean, 
when I watch a film, it's it's a it's something that I can do to relax and to release and to be in a different place. Mm -hmm. So I actually there's films like Happy, which is a lovely one by the Shady Acre Films. Tom Shadyac, who wrote Life's Instruction Manual, brilliant right. book, brilliant man. Happy's a lovely little one-hour documentary about the happiest people in the world, and it's just and happiness in general. So there's lots of things like that, and what the bleep, and three magic words, and the secret, all these sorts of things. I love all that sort of stuff for for kind of personal development, thinking, and things. But when it comes to other films, everybody likes such different stuff, and we get so much more from it. See, I really like things like Avatar. I quite like that kind of sci-fi thing. But then I also like a just to sit down with my daughter, one of the best things, and watch something like Leap Year, you know, a real classic comedy, romantic film, mm. and just laugh, and to get to the end of it and feel all gooey inside, and, you know, with you know when your cheek muscles ache slightly from <laughs> smiling and laughing and going, oh, it's so sweet. Yeah. <laughs> and that gives you that moment, just that hour, a couple of hours of escapism mm. and that's what I think films are about so although I, there's lots of films I love and, and things that they're going to I think for me mostly if you're going to find that time to do it then just massively enjoy it yeah. whatever it is for you but they, there's yeah I do love all those films like Happy is a really sweet documentary to watch yeah I've not uh, not seen that so another thing I, that's the thing with these podcasts I've got such a long list now of books films <laughs> tools apps <laughs> that I need to go and check out so uh, it's great so what about if um, things don't go right if you have a, a bad day or you don't get done what you were expecting to get done how, how does that all play out for you oh there's so different types of bad days if it's a bad day where everything is going wrong and it's all a bit of a nightmare. If there's nothing that is majorly, majorly, life will end if this doesn't get done today, in which case if there is that, then I will try and get that one thing done and then I will write off the rest of the day and go and have a bath or have a nap or just get out and go for a walk or go get my daughter and then do food and, and just basically, and you have to physically, it's like physically switching off a switch in your head to say, I am no longer going to think about anything to do with work until tomorrow. And then I will have a really good day and I'm going to get up early and I'm going to make a plan and I'm going to stick to that plan. We're going to get these things done and then it's all going to be awesome. So sometimes you just got to write off the day yeah. and it could be emotional reasons. It could be for whatever. Ones that are outside of your control and your awareness. Sometimes you have a bad day just because it's a bad day and you brain has decided it's going to be a bad day and the next day you wake up and you think oh I obviously just really felt off kilter yesterday yeah I feel perfectly normal again today so you have those off days but then there's days where there's so much to do and it feels literally overwhelming to the point that you you kind of feel you can't even express how overwhelmed you feel it's like it's physically trying to burst out of your body Mm -hmm. I get it in my chest. <laughs> I feel like there's something wants to burst out of my chest, like in aliens. <laughs> um, <laughs> and get, but, I, but I can't get it out. So on those sorts of days, unfortunately, often the case is that actually the only way through is to work through it. Because the only way to clear the overwhelm and the stuff that you're doing is to actually get that stuff off your to-do list. So on those sorts of days even though some there are often days when you really don't feel like it because you feel so overwhelmed, I have to tell myself there is the light at the end of the tunnel and when it gets to 7 o'clock tonight or whatever, I am going to stop. But until that point, 
I'm going to work and I am going to focus and I am going to get this done and I'm not going to get distracted. I will put my phone on airplane mode so no one can reach me. I'm going to turn off Facebook and the internet so I can't get that. I'm just going to get these things done and I'm going to get them done as quickly and as effectively and efficiently as I possibly can mm -hmm. and tick them off my list. And then when you get to the end of the day, you tick your list and you look and you think, do you know what, actually... I've done it, and then you can relax and then crack on with the next day. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. sometimes those days, that is the only way to do it. Yes, yeah, and no, I agree. So what about a day then when you end the day knowing that you've had the chance to live more? And I talk about that being doing the stuff that you want to do rather than the stuff that you feel you have to do or you should do or, you know, it's just this big pile of to-do things. So when you've had that chance to live more, what have you done? What's your day look like? In a worky day, like Monday was one of those days. It was really cool. I had a day of delivering workshops that I'd worked hard to create previously so I knew that the work had gone into them but when it comes around to the actual day it feels like fun you know you're working through you're helping people do stuff one of the biggest bonuses from the day was the fact that the ladies that joined me on the morning workshop for goal setting also stayed we all had lunch together and then did an afternoon of planning so we looked at we basically looked at trying to create a, a structured marketing plan for the whole year mm -hmm. and and then, in the, then they, we all stayed, apart from I had a bit of a computer tech issue, so I had to kind of scarper back home quickly to try and fix it. And everybody else stayed for dinner. And then all of them stayed again, and we, they all stayed for my free workshop in the evening as well. So by the end of the day, they were all giggling and hugging each other, and it was just so lovely. It was such a nice bonus to help people create friendships yes. as part of your working day. That is a day when I felt like I had given back, but also earned myself because I'd been increasing the visibility of myself I've got jobs off the back of it from the from the workshops and bits and pieces like that so there was definite work done I made money but I also made friends and I helped people and it was a positive thing so that was a really good work day for me mm -hmm. uh, a day that stands out when you say that for me was when we were surfing in Cornwall <laughs> and I had a day it was gorgeous weather we were on holiday my mum and my daughter and myself because my other half is not overly keen on things on holidays, like on sandy beaches. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I agree with so you. Just leave them at home on that occasion because then you have a much nicer holiday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so if you want to come and spend time on the beach and looking around museums and things, and he's like, no. So these days, and that's fine because he can look the dog, look after the dog. So we were down there. We were in Polzeth, which is this lovely little beach, and my mum's grandparents used to live there so she was showing us around all the things she used to do when she was little so we had that nice kind of memory lane bit yeah and then it was boiling hot weather so we were on the beach all day and it was boiling and lovely and gorgeous and that was the day we had our surfing lesson for two hours which was hilarious and really lovely mother and daughter bonding time and also mum was there watching all the stuff on the beach so she was able to enjoy it as well take some photos and then afterwards we went to this beachside bar on the beach, literally on the beach where we were surfing all day and we sat and had a beer and something to eat and watched the sun go down and then we went, we went back to our little cottage which was only 10 minutes up the road. That is like a day when I've really felt like I lived yeah. fully and consciously and did all the good things that you should be doing and yeah so that's that's one of my big standout good days of the last couple of years yes yeah again lovely to to have those sort of vivid in your mind as well I think we have these days where things are really good and and we don't always sort of stop and remember them on the day enough that we can then look back at them in that sort of uh, vivid detail so so that's it's great to hear that you've got that sort of really strong 
example where you, you can almost feel it, can't you, when you think back to those sort of times. You can, oh, yeah. It was uh, one of those days where all the way through the day you were thinking, this is one of those days. This is a really good day. This mm -hmm. is a day where I'm consciously grateful for the day yeah. at multiple times during the day. But I am a big practiser of being consciously grateful. So I guess yeah. that's a bit of a habit as well. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> well, what can I say? It's been a great interview. I've got so many things to go and investigate, having uh, spoken with you, and uh, and also just to sort of uh, you know put things in order in in my my life, do more stuff. <laughs> um, so thank you, Sophie. Really appreciate you joining me. Um, so, pleasure. so how can people find out more about you and connect with you? Where, where would you like to send them? And there is more. You can send them to more than one place. <laughs> oh, more than one place. So for people who like the idea of gratitude and positivity and think that they would like a little bit more of that in their lives, I have got my free gratitude challenge which is basically you get an email every day for 30 days and you can join my lovely little gratitude group on Facebook, which we just basically write in there things we're grateful for every day. It's a really positive, lovely thing. So if you're feeling a little bit down in the dumps or uninspired, that's a really nice thing. And that's gratitudechallenge.co.uk. So that's a nice, simple one. Yeah. Uh, in terms of work stuff, because I probably should mention work stuff. <laughs> <laughs> giving back Can't thing. just go surfing every day, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I know, exactly. So work stuff, if you go to brandkitchen.co.uk, then you can find on there lots of free stuff. There's like a time management download, which is a little ebook with all the top tips for time management. I've got us getting started with social media freebie in there. There's blogs, there's podcasts, there's all sorts of stuff. So there's loads of free, great free stuff. Uh, and there's also obviously lots of other little online workshops and bits and pieces they can find from from in there to work with me. And obviously, if they want to talk to me about doing one to one stuff, I say they. I'm flipping between third and whoever <laughs> many types of people. If you would like to find out more about working with me, then you can find pretty much all of it on brandkitchen.co.uk. Whether it be one to one group stuff or online workshops or the freebies, it's all good. It's all there. Lovely, brilliant. Thank you so much. Thank you very much indeed. Joe's Gems. This is the part of the show where I do a recap of the key points of the interview, the stuff that I really liked, and the apps, books, music, tips and tools that were shared. This is for you if you heard something that you want to check out but you couldn't write it down at the time. Hopefully I've got you covered. And this is the bit for the really time-pressed. You can just listen here and get the gems from the interview. But of course I wouldn't suggest you do that and miss out on the great conversation that I had with Sophie. Lots to share today, starting with four tools. So firstly, Sophie talked about Basecamp, which is a project management tool, uh, one which I've also used in the past. And she says that the new Basecamp 3 is really good. So they've got a, a, a chat feature in there, as well as all the stuff that they had in there before. So it's very good for working with your team. There's Dropbox. She said when thinking about what she uses every single day, it is Dropbox. And uh, she uses it to send clients files and to get clients files back from them she uses it with her team and uses it for personal uh, documentation as well she says it's a massive part of her day-to-day -day working and I, again I can say the same I use Dropbox and uh, it, it's so useful uh, for, from things like sharing files with other people as, as we've already said to even automatically uploading images from my iPhone to my Dropbox account without me having to do anything about it so I'd thoroughly recommend Dropbox as well Sophie went on to talk about Infusionsoft, which is a 
customer relationship management tool alongside lots of other internet marketing uh um i can't think of the word internet marketing um functions so things like uh, email marketing doing newsletters taking payments focus um uh, administering a, a shop online for your business and so on. So it's uh, it's got lots of functionality and it's been recommended before by Nicola Cancross on one of the podcasts. Um, and Sophie says it, it is sort of a, a big Rolls-Royce type of product and she doesn't use all of it. But certainly when uh, what she does use, she says is really, really good and has really helped her to automate process and systemize her business and give, give her more time then to get on with other things. And then we talked about Bl- Blinkist. I asked if Sophie had heard of it and she said that she'd just been introduced to it only a a week or two ago so she was going to give it a go but was a bit worried that because it wasn't actually books and it wasn't the whole book um, that uh, she would be uh, concerned about uh, getting into it. So Blinkist is where you can read praises of books. They call them uh, blinks. There's a page for each chapter and that they blink. And the reason I started using Blinkist in the first place is that I listened to a podcast and I heard the editors talking about how robust their editorial process is. And so the what you get in the in the just 10 pages that take about 10 minutes to read for a, a non-fiction book is really, really good quality. And I sometimes use it to read the book through from a... Um, you know, reading the the pricey point of view to sort of get to know what the book is about. And then if I really like the book, then I'll actually go and read the whole book as well. But other than that, it's quite a good way of getting through quite a lot of business books and then getting the key points from them without having to spend all that time reading them. We then went on to talk about the reason that I got to know Sophie in the first place. She publishes her own Ultimate Diary Planner, which I bought for my friend for Christmas, as Little Dodsey told you in the intro. And uh, in fact, I've since bought one for Simon, my husband, because he wanted something to help him to manage his time better and wanted something that was offline and uh, saw what what, uh, was in the the Ultimate Diary Planner, uh, which my friend has, which is an A4 version, and uh, he's got the A5 version. Uh, So so Sophie updates it and, and puts a new one out or a new two out each year. So I'd recommend having a look at that, particularly if you like offline planning. And she takes lots of feedback and she has a very active Facebook group talking about uh, what works and what doesn't work and what improvements people want to see for the next one. So that's one of the things I think that's really good about it, that it improves based on people's use of it. She then talked about her Intuos pen, which is where she's got a pad next to her desk and has a, a, a pen that she can write on and draw on on the pad and it gets automatically transferred over to the computer. She said lots of creative design, graphic design people use those uh, tools to enable them to draw things uh technically without having to do it using a mouse because that's quite hard uh, for anyone who's ever tried to do that. And Sophie talked about attending workshops for learning. She's very clearly somebody who likes to build out her skills and knowledge on a regular basis. And she said she went to about six workshops last year. She talked about one about Google Analytics, one about scaling and expanding your business. She talked about a course that Nigel Botterill ran called Millionaire Master Plan. And then she's also done things like NLP. She's done EFT and Reiki and just really likes learning new things and tries to learn things on a regular basis. Sophie recommended tons of books. So um, there was Scrum by a guy called Jeff Sutherland and that's about systems for businesses and teams and how you can get things from conception to market really quickly. 
She's just finished reading Made to Stick. Uh, so she uh, said she, that books are definitely a big part of her personal development. Black Box Thinking, which is not really traditional business development as such, but um, she said was uh, was useful and a bit different. Another one called Extreme Ownership, which was written by a Navy SEAL and talks about lots of things that are applicable to business. And then she talked about Brené Brown. She read Rising Strong, but also last year read Gifts of Imperfection. And she said it, it was a really good book where it gave her sort of personal introspection. She said there were a couple of moments in Gifts of Imperfection that really hit home and made her feel quite emotional. So she definitely recommends that one. And then The Five Love Languages. She said it's one of her best reads from last year. And it's interesting because that's been recommended to me by somebody already and I keep meaning to read it and haven't got around to it. So I probably need to go and do that now. Somebody else has said the same. She said it just helps you find a way of becoming conscious of how you look after other people to develop strong relationships. And she said it's definitely a good one to read. And we had a bit of a chat about films. She said that there's a film called Happy, uh, which is all about, um, it's a documentary about the happiest people in the world and, and happiness in general. And it was um, directed by or uh, produced by um, Tom Shadyak, who wrote Life's Operating Manual, which she said is a brilliant book. And then she talked about some of the films like The Secret, What the Bleep and Three Magic Words. Again, lots of personal development and stuff that she likes to sort of check out to, to uh, help with her business and, and her personal development, as I said. And then she said she really liked Avatar. So a bit of a difference there. And then even further different, uh, she talked about watching something like Leap Year with her daughter. So a, a classic um, rom-com that she'd uh, watch with her daughter and end up laughing and smiling so much that her cheeks were aching. <laughs> but uh, that it's good escapism to watch those sorts of films sometimes. So then we had ton tons of tips. So there was one about being in flow, talking about how it's good to um, get on with stuff when you're in that sort of flow state and you have a really good day and, and you don't always have that and obviously on other off days you still need to get on and do things but actually finding um, those days where you really are in flow to do the more creative parts of your work um, rather than necessarily the the admin which you might do on the other days. Sophie said she's made a rule with herself that once she's done the school run, she pretty much stops work and then she has family time. She cooks and, and relaxes with the family in the evening. So she does tend to close down the office at the end of the day. Although she does say that uh, because she does so much social media managing that she does sometimes pop in on her phone while she's watching telly in the evenings just to you know have a quick look through and answer some stuff as, as it comes up. She talked about having multiple to-do lists. Um, she's always looking at of, at ways to do things differently and some days work really well and they're productive and some days aren't so good so she's got various lists and, and sort of reviews how she's using those she's got a master list which has all the things that she needs to get done on their particular client jobs but then she's also got other uh, lists that she she works to she says um if it's really urgent and needs to be right in front of her face, she'll put it on a post-it note and sometimes stick it on, she said, her hand or her phone. <laughs> so she can't move without seeing it. So I'm just imagining her sitting there with her post-it note. She's trying to type on her computer. Talked about different uh, exercising for relaxation and obviously just exercise generally. And she talked about really loving walking. They quite often go out with friends. They've got sort of 20 of them and they go for a dog walk and then go to a pub afterwards. Um, she's obviously living in Norfolk. It's really easy to, to really get into the walking. 
But she's also just started uh, learning climbing, rock climbing, indoor rock climbing. And she said it's really good fun. She's had to go with some friends and she said it's the most one of the most challenging things ever, mentally and physically. She said it gave her a bit of an adrenaline rush, was very exhilarating and, and quite challenging because you're using muscles that you don't normally use. And she said she'd definitely recommend that. When we talked about what Sophie does if she has a bad day, she said well, if it's a bad day where everything is going wrong and it's all a bit of a nightmare, then um, unless she's got something that really, really needs to get done, in which case she'll just get on and, and do that, she'll probably just stop the, the work day at that stage and go off and write the rest of the day off and go and have a bath or have a nap or go out for a walk or go and do something that takes her straight out of, of work and, and you know doesn't think about it until till the next day. Um, and then, you know, plan to get up early, make a plan and really get on with whatever needs to be done the next day when uh, she's sort of got back to, uh, you know, an even keel again, which is a, it's a bit like that with me. I think I do the same if I have a, a really bad day, then I tend to sort of pick out the things that absolutely must be done. And other than that, sort of move on and, uh, and think about the fact that the, the next day is a new day. And then we talked about dealing with overwhelm. And, and Sophie talked about days where you have so much to do that it's so overwhelming and it was interesting she actually described a physical feeling she said she feels when she gets really overwhelmed like that that it's like an alien trying to burst out of her chest um which I thought was really interesting because I actually when I think about it I've probably got a physical manifestation of overwhelm uh which I hadn't really thought about before and I, I guess most of us probably do so it was interesting to hear that description and she said sometimes on, on days like that, you just have to get your head down and get on with it. Um, and, you know, Sophie tends to sort of say, well, that the end is going to be at whatever time tonight, I'll get on with it and, and, and then stop from there and just keep working until until she sort of pushes through. So I guess it depends on whether you've got a load of urgent stuff or whether um, you can just sort of start again tomorrow. And, you know, depending on those two things depends on how you then deal with it. Another thing Sophie does, which I'm trying to do a lot of, now is as she put it being consciously grateful she was talking about the lovely holiday they had in Cornwall with her daughter and her mum and they went uh, uh, surfing one day and it was a really lovely day and then they went and had a drink next to the beach in the sun and everything and she said it was one of those days where all the way through the day you were thinking this is one of those days this is a really good day this is a day where I'm consciously grateful for the day at multiple times in the day but she said she's a big pra practitioner of being consciously grateful um, so she's trying to make a habit of, it, habit of it as well. And I think that's really key. I think sometimes if you don't actually stop and think that things are going well or that it's a really good day, then you only ever remember it in as a memory, which means I think that you don't entirely appreciate it whilst it's happening around you. And then Sophie talked about uh, getting in touch with her. She said for people who like gratitude and positivity, uh, then she's got a free gratitude challenge on her website where you get an email every day and you can join in a Facebook group. And it's really positive. And if you're feeling a bit down in the dumps or uninspired, then it's really good to, to be part of it. So that, that's at gratitudechallenge.co.uk. And then if you go to brandkitchen.co.uk, then you can find out lots of uh, 
stuff there, lots of free stuff from her. She said there's a time management download, a little ebook with all the top tips for time management. She's got a getting started with social media freebie. There's blogs and podcasts and all sorts of stuff in there. So lots of uh, information and uh, content that you can consume. And then lots of uh, information there also about how you can work with her if you'd like to find out more. So if you just go to brandkitchen.co.uk, then you can find out about her one-to-one group stuff or online workshops um, or find all that nice free content. Use your power to live more. All this information is available on the show notes on the website powertolivemore.com forward slash, in this case, 18. If you'd like to sign up to get my weekly newsletter with more tips, strategies, ideas and tools to improve your power, you can do that on the website too. And if you go to powertolivemore.com forward slash focus, you can download my free report about how to increase your focus for better productivity. And if you've been listening to my podcast for a few weeks and uh, getting a bit overwhelmed with all the great information that my guests are sharing, you might be interested to hear about my membership site where I've got all the tips, hints, strategies, tools that are mentioned on the podcast and also in my weekly newsletter organised into uh, topics so that it's easy to find that information again uh, when you want it rather than needing to make notes and try and remember where you've put it as you go along listening to the podcast. If you're interested in finding out more about that then go to members.powertolivemore.com and you can find out about that and sign up there. Again the link for this show is powertolivemore.com forward slash 18 And we look forward to speaking to you next time.